I realized that for people, when you change like that, when you enjoy yourself being different kind of people at the same time, when you have multiple personalities, there's this label of you being crazy. No, it's Eglantina Zing. You might have heard some things about me, perhaps. And yes, I am all of that and much more. And in my podcast, The Zing with Double G, I will be sharing my views, thoughts, opinions on culture, society, feminism, sex, and all of it. All of that everyone is thinking, but no one dares to talk about. Every Wednesday, I will be offering you a new episode with incredible guests from celebs, friends, big names, authors, artists. And also, since I love talking to myself, will be only me talking my head. The last episode of the season will be exclusively for you guys with my subscribers. So we'll get to chat. I will get to read some of your DMs, play to voice notes and talk basically of whatever you want. So don't forget to subscribe, join the fun and listen to The Zing every Wednesday. You can find The Zing at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcast. Follow me at Eglantina Zing, Z-I-N-G-G, to DM and get in touch. Let us explore and lose control. <laughs> What's up everybody? Welcome to The Zing and we're here opening this uh, fifth new season with all those uh, topics that you guys have actually asked for about relationship, about love, about that thing that moves us all, that engine, which is uh, love. Nothing better to be love and be loved back in return. Thank you for making The Zing your favorite podcast. As you know, you can w listen to it and tune in in all your platforms where you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, but also subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know how the deal is. Just give some hearts. Pa, 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 pa. And in that theme, with uh, on that note of talking about relationships and finding which is our purpose and how can... Because the most important relationship is with one, with ourselves. So I have a friend that I, I met through a dear friend of mine and a colleague a, a few months ago in Colombia, and I was really astonished by her accomplishments. She is a spiritual coach, a lawyer, but also a spiritual coach, and she's the founder of Booty.om, which is a digital platform that brings uh, companies and individuals to find their purpose and uh, a spiritual path. She's also an author of a book called Renacer Lunar, which is not only a book, but also a tool for every woman to tap into the feminine power during our menstrual cycles. It's my pleasure to welcome today here in Miami and the set of the Zing. As you can see, we have a new set. It was freshly done today. Natalia Suarez, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for the invitation. No, it's an honor, and it's like I'm, I, since that time that I met you back in Bogota, I was so uh, curious about your 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 research, your point of view, and uh, I find it so helpful. Also, as as I said, it's not only a book but also a tool. But I wonder, Natalia, are you? What brings you to Miami, first of all? Well, we're starting to grow. We're starting to share more time with the people here, with the women here. We're starting to have more women's cycles, so it's important for me to spend time here because, you know, the pandemic showed us that all the um, features and all the advantages that has uh, Zoom sessions or everything that is online, but 
there's a part of the growing, there's a part of the improving, and there's a part of sharing with other women that you don't have if you are not present. So I decided to spend more time here. I decided to come every month so I can get more time with them and also that I get to learn more from the women that I'm working with now. And why Miami? Because, you know, in Colombia, there are a lot of people that come from Colombia and they are here. We still have that cultural connection. So that's the reason why I am here. I think that's, as, as my lawyer, Mr. Ricardo and producer, <laughs> always says that Miami is the closest to be in the U.S. They say Latin, the Latin capital, the closer to the U.S., no? So it's, it's, that's a good thing about Miami. You have no, the Colombian community, you have the Venezuelan community, and uh, I think it's, it's great. So you have a very um, a f rich background. You know, you're, you're a lawyer. I'm still. And, and <laughs> you're a spiritual coach, and you found in this uh, incredible uh, digital platform to, to give these tools to other people. But what was it that made you uh, start this uh, search for purpose and spirituality? I started meditating like 10 or 12 years ago in Costa Rica, where I lived for a year. And since then, I can tell you that along with my process being a lawyer, I realized that meditating is just a powerful tool for your brain. Not only for your emotions, not only for your state of general well-being, but also to acquire like a higher level of consciousness. One of the main tools that I used along my career was meditating while my colleagues were extremely stressed or anxious. I used that tool and I took advantage of that for a, a long time, like four or five, maybe six years. But there was a point, and I think that there is a point in your life when something is good for you and the next step means sharing with other people. The next step means you putting yourself outside and try to give. So I decided to start with what we call, we call moon meditations, which is basically that you choose full moon or new moon and you gather with other women. That is something witchy, I know, and I love it. Um, <laughs> and that was exactly the place where I get to meet other women that were having the same issues, the same obstacles, and the same questions that I was having at that time. Which were? I was thinking that is not, it wasn't true that I was crazy because everyone keep telling me that I was crazy because I'm sensitive, because I love the way I change over time, because I enjoy being a lawyer, but at the same time I do belly dance, but at the same time I enjoy making meditations. So I realized that for people, when you change like that, when you enjoy yourself being different kind of people at the same time, when you have multiple personalities, there's this label of you being crazy. And I was struggling with that because I didn't want to choose one. I didn't want to choose just being a lawyer. I didn't want to choose just being a meditation teacher. I didn't want to choose just being a belly dancer. And in that struggle, what allowed me to be all that I am today was sharing my experience with other women. So I realized that the thing is, when you learn something that is a blessing to you, there is a responsibility of sharing it with other people. And in my case, I think that you have to find your tribe. And my tribe, specifically, there were women that mm. are 
like maybe workaholic like I was before, that maybe have a lot of expectations about the, their success, that they really want to achieve a lot, that they think that their brains are going to take them other level, and they may feel that they're not fitting well when they have to develop in different scenarios. And that those are the kind of women that I'm surrounded with uh, even now, and that is the place where I find my power. As you say, to in, bueno, in mainly, it, I, I wonder if it's because of um, in this world that it's, they will call you crazy if you have different uh, abilities to explore different sectors, or uh, because vague or being uh, having a variety of um, of abilities will in a world that is focused on being a specialist. You have a specialist for this, a specialist for you know doctors, architectures, art, everything. So and when you're where, maybe in a world like this, that's why they will call you crazy, but nobody changed the world by not being called crazy. And in a world that have the expectation of you being predictable, when you're not predictable to other people, the reaction is extremely offensive. You feel like you have to defend yourself. And when you say predictable, what do you refer to? Like the expectations that you have as a woman, or so that the, the society has for you as a woman, or as in general as a human being? I think that in general, but what happens with women is that we are made for changing. We are changing every day. So what happens when you're in touch with that side of you that one day is extremely active and the other day maybe needs more time to make some like introspective work? The other people doesn't get that you need those spaces that you maybe today want to share something with other people and you want your talkative and you're having fun and maybe the other time is not the same. So when the people can't predict your behavior, there's a natural reaction of pushing away or there's a natural reaction of calling you crazy. I remember when we had this chat, you were telling me about women's cycle, no? You have the, the cycle of your hormones and then women are not in the same emotional state every single day. So. Uh, that's why sometimes they will say, I, want, I don't want to hire a woman, or women have no control of their emotions, because as you're saying, one day we feel very talkative, some days we feel, you know, very with the, how se llama el, no, how se llama el, el uh, this, the, the, the thing that puts you in a very bad mood. Uh, your PMS. PMS. Yeah. Uh, but in a world that is actively uh, set for Monday to Friday, nine to five, how can a woman uh, be part of it with all this? How can, they man how can we manage our emotions in a way that we can fit into a world and a society that it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a need, not exige? I think that the first step is self-knowledge. If you don't know what's going on with you, you don't get to defend what's going on with you. Yeah. If you don't know that your feelings are natural, that your changes are natural, when someone else comes and says, you're crazy, you shouldn't be doing that, you start to doubt. And you're not allowed to stand in your point. So the first step, and that's the reason why I wrote a book, is because I really think that women not only are entitled to, but have the responsibility with themselves to understand how their emotions work. So the first process is self-knowledge. But the second part, which is even more powerful, is self-love. Because it's not enough that you understand what's going on with mm -hmm. you if you are not completely in love with your changes. 
it's not enough if you can say, okay, now I'm in this phase and uh, I'm straight, I have my bleeding, so probably now I'm more reactive and I understand that if I'm bleeding is because I need to rest more and probably there is this hormonal change that makes me decide like this, this, this. If you don't put love in that situation, it's extremely important that we learn every time that we are facing these mood changes that we deserve that self-love that only us can give it to ourselves. Because it doesn't matter that you have a support system. It doesn't matter how many friends you have. It doesn't matter that you have a lot of people and tools around you. If you don't love yourself in those kind of moments, what you're going to face is that something is not enough. And you're going to face all what that we have faced in our lives, anxiety, stress, depression. It's only about remembering that you're worth of that love, not because you're feeling good and because you're happy and because you're fun. You deserve that love because all that you're feeling is just an expression of how powerful you are. Even if you're sad, even if you're you know, in a state when we have our bleeding, in my case, I just want to rest. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> I don't even answer the phone of my mom. You know, my mom is calling. It's like, Okay, I'm bleeding. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> I'm sorry. but you know what you're saying? It's true, but it sounds fantastic. I guess that's why you started meditating. But it must come from another root of hmm. something that happened to you that you decided to take that path. Because mostly of us, we grow and we are, you know, in a society trying to be accepted and finding that self-love with the validation on the outside. And what you're saying, it's it's great. I read it every single day, but to exercise it yeah. for oneself. It's so hard, it's so men. Hard. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the same with men and women, but I think women every day, thanks to people like you, the tools that bring those books, are, I don't know if you feel the same way, but they're breaking the, the stereotypes, you know? They're changing that status quo of how oppressive, just because of a gender, um, we're just human beings. And I know you're explaining that uh, men and women are different in, in managing their emotions. But in those differences, we do collide mm -hmm. with commonalities, no? Yeah, sure. The same search. And to put it like an example. Or purpose is yeah. different for men or women. No, what I will say is that from the perspective of your changes during the cycle, what you're facing is that when you have an explanation, when you know yourself, when you know how you react, when you know what you like and what you don't, then it is easier for you to start in to contact with that phase of you. It doesn't matter, it's not about being easy. It's not easy. I mean, I wrote a book and I'm still struggling with that every single day. It's just the fact that now I show up to love myself, even when it's hard. I show up to love myself even when I don't love myself. It's just about like the, pers the perspective that gives you that I'm going to do it, it doesn't matter how it feels. Because we, our minds trick you in a, in a sense that is, if you do, some, do something and you don't like the result, you stop doing it. Because it's not pleasant, because you don't take any pleasure of that. Yeah. Self-love is not about pleasant feelings, it's not about feeling every time good. Self-love is about being unconditional. And the only way that and you accepting. can be unconditional is that I love myself when I don't like myself. And you accept, and your, you accept your, that. Exactly. your faults and everything. But you know, in, this, in, in a world that, for instance, any relationship you want, your boyfriend to love you, to love you, but if the boyfriend tells you, oh, you're, you gain weight, or you don't look good, or 
uh, you talk this way, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, it, ru it ruins your your um, perception uh, of yourself and your and love your, your self-esteem. Yeah. No, so why is it that we need to search for that acceptance with others and instead of building it? So what do we have to do to build it ourselves? Even though the women every day, I think mm -hmm. they are becoming much more united. And, uh, and growing. And it's interesting that, well, no, that's one question, and then I no, will go. What I will tell about that is you're not looking for other people Ladies. to accept you because that's not the goal, but other people allow you to know where, what are you missing about loving yourself? Who gives your value? Yourself. But okay. I give you an example. If I have a boyfriend and my boyfriend comes, comes one day and says, you know, I think that you're very skinny. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that I like you that skinny. So maybe you should eat more. Nowadays, because that's a struggle that I had before. Nowadays, I realize that that is a sign. If I feel bad about that, that means that I have to work about my self-esteem and the way that I'm loving myself. Otherwise, what I said is a boundary. Like, you know what? I love the way my body looks. Mm. And I love the way I feel in my body. So you talking me like so this. So that's why you started meditating. Yeah, because otherwise <laughs> I wasn't like. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> she was like, damn. Yeah, and the thing is, when you talk to me like that, what you're showing me is that I can set a boundary. But you stay with a boyfriend for how long? I'm not sure if I stay with a boyfriend. I, and I tell you what, it's because I have, I find out that boundaries are not for other people. When you set a boundary, it's not for him. It's, it's not. For it's for you. So you know what are you willing to negotiate with other people. In my case, that is something that I can negotiate. The perception and my value. I can't negotiate that. There are people that maybe it's maybe he's telling me that because he well, loves me and I need to exercise more. Okay. Maybe you know there's a position. There are positive yeah. uh, uh, comments yeah. that you yeah, can say exactly. in a way. And I think that at the same time you have to every every time that you receive something from other people or other person or your partner, your mother, your, the, your the mother. mother. How are the, the relationships with the mother? Mama, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Mama también, I love you too. <laughs> but you get to love your mother after hating her. Mm. I, that was another funny thing about in my life is that I grew up thinking that I was the only girl in the world that didn't have a good relationship with her mother and it was a, I mean I struggled with that I cried a lot I was suffering a lot and then after a few years sharing with other women I find out that it's extremely normal that we don't get along with our parents with the parents or girls with mothers you know, I think that we have all kinds of like daddy struggling issues, with that. Issues. Yeah. And it's key to realize that the daddy issues and the mother issues are not to be, you know, to go to the process of resolve, like solving a problem. You don't solve your mother. Your mother is going to be like she is until she dies. What you can manage, what you can improve, where the magic is, that you get to love yourself and you get to love her from the standpoint that is going on. And that it's really difficult because I, I, I've been meditating for 12 years now, like I was saying. And nowadays, I still have fightings with my mother. And her position is like, 
oh, you didn't meditate today, right? And I'm like, oh, don't use this, don't use this, because I don't meditate just so you can come here and, you know, do whatever you want. Your, your, your path of life of meditating yeah. and finding the purpose. And she has been a great support because... And why did you guys fought, fought so much? Because we were extremely alike. That's the reason why you fight with someone. I mean, you fight with someone because you're extremely the same, but basically the, the same mirror. person. Exactly. We we used to fight a lot. So for a relationship, find somebody, find somebody that it doesn't <laughs> see, doesn't look like you. So you don't have to. Fight. That maybe does not does not speak your same language. <laughs> <laughs> That's key. That's key because in that. What happens when you don't speak the same language is well, that I you're upset understand. and I you understand. don't get it. Well, you don't get it. No, I think that the main thing with my mother was that she is, like I am now, extremely workaholic. Mm. And it gave me 34 years to understand that when you have a purpose in your life, there's just so much energy that needs to be spent on that. So I was claiming a lot of attention as a kid, you know, I wanted my mom to play so with me. So you found your purpose as a, young, as a young kid? I think that what opened my eyes about my purpose was the pandemic, because actually it has to do with my mom. My mom is um, a medical, I mean, sorry, I'm a, hmm. a doctor, repeat. My mom is a doctor. <laughs> And when the pandemic started, she was at the hospital, you know, and, and when the pandemic started, we didn't know if we all were going to die, if well, you didn't yeah. know anything. The, the first three months, you have no idea. In Colombia, in Bogota, what they had is every night at 8 p.m., you have people uh, clapping to the doctors that were day, and it was extremely emotional for me to hear every night people, you know, doing that as an act of honoring and being thankful for doctors and I wasn't at home like I don't know what's going to know you know I don't know what's going to happen with my mom and that my my reaction was what am I doing for the people now if the world's end tomorrow with this situation what am I doing I mean I love being a lawyer but I'm I basically have nothing to do with this so what I decided to do was okay I'm going to help people meditate because that's what I know how to do so I started the meditation every morning and every afternoon, every day. It came very handy, I guess. People needed yeah. it. Yeah, and at that time, at the time you were, I mean, there were people that weren't allowed to see their parents. They were people that weren't allowed to see the kids. It was chaotic. And it's funny because it wasn't intentional. I, I didn't walk up and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to start meditating now. I'm going to save the world. But no, it was under pressure. It was me thinking that if I came to this world, I have to share something and that I wasn't funding what I was supposed to share. There's a beautiful quote of Alejandro Jodorowsky that says that what you're missing in the world is what you came to give. Mm. So I realized that I was missing those spaces. So I said, okay, if I'm missing those spaces, then it's my place to do that. And I started meditating with people and it, the community started to grow and nowadays it's is Budipuntam, which is my my that baby. Started, it started in the medita- in the it pandemic. In the pandemic, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and it's you know it's fun because at the end of the time the people were like, at the beginning you don't understand why is that tool helpful. You start meditating and you don't do it 
you don't really trust in that. I mean, you do that because people tell you bueno, that it works. Like, when, and a lot of people will not know how to meditate, how to start. And I wonder how did they join. You said on your Instagram yeah. or your friends told friends. Yeah. Nati's doing meditation. Nati's doing meditation. It was meditation, exactly like that. We set a WhatsApp group uh -huh. and the people ju just join. I sent a Zoom uh, link and the people just join. And Mostly it. girls? Mostly girls. And I think that there's something about that, and it's the fact that when you are in a desperate state, there's something for women about gathering with other women. I'm not saying that men doesn't look for help, although that I think that men doesn't look for help. <laughs> But men for, have it when hard, you're men. having a hard time, you just think about sharing it, like talking about it, like just spending time with other people to see what happens. And yeah, they were like 90% women in the group. And I like I wonder because you you talk in, in the day that we were speaking, you were saying you know men and women are very different on this hormonal things, but at the same time I think we all look or we all have the same feelings, but mainly because we don't understand each other. So like a woman, what are those things that a man need to do to? you know find that love or have that woman not as a as an object not as the you know the trophy wife and a woman to find that real love because i think at the end and the purpose of the self-loving is also to find that person though that you can walk a path with and it's like you have a set of things of how to lose a man in 10 days <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it's because women are being much more empowered today and joining in 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 communities either for meditation for sports for for executive roles that um maybe that's why there's much more se uh, same same sex relationships happening and they are taking another path of finding como dijo samis hombre con hombre mujer con mujer <laughs> y en ese <laughs> I'll tell you that every woman and every man has both a feminine and a masculine side. Mm -hmm. And in my case, I have a lot of female energy, but at the same time, I have a strong masculine energy. And I'm surrounded by very masculine women, regardless of... And when you say masculine, what do you refer? The, the strength? So like what, what There is, is a kind what of are those classification qualities? that you uh -huh. can find when they describe the type of energy. There's a description of your body having channels, mm -hmm. and you have two main channels, which is Ida Pingala. Mm -hmm. And each one of them represents in one side the sun, the structure, the strength, the physical strength, And on the other side, you have the moon. You have something that is more intuitive. You have something that is more, more cycle. So in that sense, I won't say that women aren't allowed to be strong. What I'm saying is that under that kind of uh, understanding of the way that those energy works, you have both. So when you're strength, you're extremely strong, you have to sense if you're being strong because you're feeling that being strong is the only way to survive if you're being strong because you're being reactive if you're mm. being strong strong because you're being aggressive which is a very masculine energy or if you're being strong because you are like setting yourself up because you are standing on your feet into the mm -hmm. world which is more feminine mm -hmm. so it's the same uh, characteristic if you want to being strong but 
the way that the energy moves is different, whether it's masculine or feminine. So in that sense, we all have both. And the idea is that you get to connect with both and enjoy both of them. The thing with the women... Have you? I'm trying and I'm, I have improved. <laughs> I have improved. The thing with me is that you look at me and it's like, oh, she's like delicate and very feminine. Nati is trisexual. Into... <laughs> she tries anything for sex. I love trying. <laughs> no, that's probably now, nowadays, that's my learning process nowadays is that I'm learning to be more feminine because I grew up feeling that I have to be a warrior mm. and I that, that I have to face this world as a competence, mm. that I have to face this world like something that is difficult. And only like one year ago, I started to realize that this world is full of pleasure, that is full of beauty, mm. that when you put yourself in a position that everything is soft, you soften yourself and you soften your relationship with other people everything that surrounds you but um, do you think by being stronger or having that attitude that we grow up saying you have to be strong uh, does that is like a repellent for men do they feel afraid when they see a strong women or for any other partner you will have do you think or mainly men I think sometimes because I, men and women relationships in a way maybe do you think it will be a turn off or something that will uh, kind of push them away because, oh, you know, this is something that I can mold yeah. or manage. I have heard that theory and I have read about that and the explanation goes like this. It's like, because you're very mas you're in your masculine energy, then a man that is in his masculine energy creates a kind of a negative reaction. Okay. But in this time of my life, what I do believe is that you being faithful to your process is only going to bring the people that corresponds to you. So you don't have to be thinking about if I'm being repellent or if you have to do your process. And if your process at some point is going to that part of yourself when you need to be strong, where you need to fight, that's okay. In and you another connect point, to your process and your intuition. Yeah. And in another point, maybe you're more like, you know, I'm going to enjoy the pleasures of life and I'm going to let people take care of myself and I'm going to receive. I, si I signed off for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's very, this is something very important is that we are used to think that a learning process in our life has to be through difficult times. We are constantly sending the message that if we want to have break, um, breaking moments, like, you know, the before and after, it has to be difficult, and it doesn't. So my work has been, like, nowadays, I learn from the pleasure. Nowadays, if the universe wants to teach me something, it has to send me pleasure. It has to send me joy. Now I learn from joy. I no longer learn from struggle, from sickness, from sadness. From, I don't do that anymore. Nowadays, I'm just being playful in my life. That's the reason why I'm trying everything. <laughs> no, she's going to try everything. But I think everything, every experience in your life, uh, it's a learning process. So don't close yourself that bad times or uh, sad times or struggle times, don't, uh, are, they don't have a lesson around. I think uh, in my own experience, you know, of... Uh, approaching different uh, projects or taking different initiatives that have not been actually with a, you know, there haven't been path or they're new or they will call you crazy or really wasn't what I mm -hmm. was supposed to do or the easiest way for me. Um, through those struggles, I've learned 
so much yeah. and found sure. uh, value and in myself uh, for for achieving them for being open to learn and for taking the risk to to explore new things and not and get out of that box mm -hmm. because as you say you know more women and you're meditating and it's purpose and sometimes people will get like overwhelmed with the words of purpose and meditation and spirituality because we all do have to pay rent go out we all look for that validation for the love for that fame for that acceptance yeah. uh, and for that you know the standards of beauty or the standards of what this life tells you to do you know you, yeah. you're a woman you, you have a bunch of boxes to check I agree and with you the point for me will be how do you liberate yourself from all that pressure uh, and it's 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 great meditation is a great tool it's like it, it builds you community it builds you but I think we have so much deeper uh, wounds or things to 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 close that or how like you know I mean I think it's much more profound yeah the wounds is. either it they is. come from childhood it or is. they come from a society or it for our, our upbringing that does not let us really uh, have that validation we tell ourselves every day in the mirror you write it love myself kiss myself mm -hmm. love myself but do I feel mm. that love within mm -hmm. me I'm just telling myself to love myself yeah I think that the greatest path to freedom is choosing so when you have all the alternatives and you just get to decide and you say you know I'm going through this chapter of my life and in this chapter of my life I'm going to choose to be A, B, C because that's what now would work for me mm -hmm. this is my freedom today mm -hmm. but maybe in two years when you get to see those tools when you get to see that personality that you build to go through that process maybe it's no longer your freedom but now it's your cage mm. so the freedom that Shit. allows you <laughs> we're back in we're back in step one <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that's that's there's there's an explanation so about that go like yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's a spiral no, come they on. say it's, it's a spiral not because you're not growing but because you probably are going to get back to some point no, a lot of times must be in a your short, life a shortcut. <laughs> there must be an alternative way to get out of that cycle you know find that eternal nirvana so i think what's the pleasure about this is why are you going to choose to be today and allow yourself to see if that is steals work for you tomorrow you know maybe and I, and I will give you an example the last year I was struggling with uh, cancer and at that time of course that I need to be strong mm. of course that I need to wake up I was I need to you know stand up and be fearful in a lot of things because there are a lot of fears that comes to you at that time so at that time I choose all those tools and of course they help me probably if I was in a victim situation it will be more hard or harder sorry to go outside that sickness that illness but nowadays I don't need her again I mean if by any chance I get sick again I know that I have her I know that I I can get with that you know I can get along with that But I don't need to be that person every time in It's my life. It's the, the Nati, the warrior, cancer man. Uh, that's not an, uh, an easy thing. And she just said it like that. And she's such a warrior. 
men, as many women, and we're talking about purpose and spirituality and finding that peace within us and that self-love. And uh, there is such a, a, a direct uh, relationship between the sicknesses and our emotions and this way that we are subject to oppress our emotions mm -hmm. and, being, and not being able to be ourselves mm -hmm. uh, because we're going to be called crazy or yeah. whatever. So I don't know, tell, tell us this experience because every day I see so many people and so many ways of expressing the ways that it's because of this certain repression for their emotions. Yeah, that I think case? that in my case, and I'm going to be not only honest but open with this because yes. I love being honest. <laughs> and I find out, and maybe this is helpful for a lot of women because this is getting unfortunately more common, more common every day. So what happened with the uh, uterus is that there's a part that has the role of avoiding the, the kid or the baby to go out before time. You know, it has mm. to be nine months inside yeah. of your womb. So what happens is that the specific part of my uterus where I had this, this cancer was the part that is supposed to hold. That is the part that is supposed to, you know, like be... Yeah, to hold the baby. Yeah. And then when I like study and start reading and do a lot of exercising, I realized that in my case, because I was... So you found out after... And then you during the process. While you were studying. What I, well, because when I got the diagnose, diagnose mm -hmm. my first thought was like, this is something emotional. Because I know that there's... The, the emotional basis of all the... And this was just last year. This was just last year. And I started reading and studying, and there is, I mean, what I could find out in my process, in my meditations, and in my tools, was that in my case, I'm extremely oriented to, I want to do something, I achieve that. I, you know, I'm extremely consistent and disciplined and all those things. But at the same time, I have a lot of boundaries and I you know try to protect myself because when you're a warrior the thing with being a warrior is that all that you're caring to protect you is also you know protecting yeah. every other people to come to you it yeah. works both ways you never put your guard down exactly so the point with this is that every time that I enter a situation or starting a relationship or just getting along with people and I start thinking as a warrior, when you're in extreme defense, you become offensive without noticing it. Yes. So in my case was that I just decided to run every time that I was getting involved, every time that I may be hurt. So I didn't have that resistance in situations. Like I came to a party and if I didn't like the mood, I left. And I'm not saying it's not good. You're not, you have to protect your energy. You have to protect your well-being. But I put it in another level, that ability to just run. So at the end of the day, what was happening with me was I was running too much. I was avoiding too much. I was protecting myself too much. So that part of my body that is supposed to be the resistant part that avoids the baby to go out was just sick because I wasn't resisting anything. That's how powerful your emotions are relating to your well-being. You can't get sick if you don't handle those things. They're directly related. 
But that's how they say you also, you know, they, some people will say your vulnerabilities are your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And I think your vulnerabilities are also a way to be, to let go, to don't have those oppressions, to be able to show yourself uh, whether people like it or not. We all have a space and uh, uh, we all belong in this incredible planet Earth and in this universe. And Maybe. And <laughs> we're all here for a pass and for a moment. So don't don't repress yourself express yourself yeah. yeah 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 and there's something about meditation that is really helpful with anger for example when i start to share my meditation technique every time that i was sad i get support from other people oh you're sad you're having a hard time i'm here Pity. with you but when i was angry that wasn't the reaction when you're angry other people just Away. When you're angry, people don't accept an anger as they do with sadness. And it doesn't make sense because it's an emotion that is going to change. I mean, why we are so familiar with being for other people when they're sad, and why do we run away when people is angry? Are you asking me the question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I love this conversation. I believe people feel much more in a way of... Um, being able to have that pity to be able to to give you something, so they're on a on a higher level. They're they're giving their support, they're giving their hug, and they feel a little bit much more pity towards. Or I don't know if the, I think the word is pity. I think the 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 feeling is towards that of being. I can hold you. I can protect you, uh, with love or with any other feeling. When you're angry, it's a it's a little bit of a reaction of. I don't want to get involved, uh, you know, anything could happen. And when you're happy, that is what kills everybody. <laughs> that is what kills everybody, man. Don't, like, they tell you, please don't express that you're happy. Don't tell you won the lotto. Don't show your car. Don't show your girlfriend. Why are we built in this way of... Mm, this motherfucker has this and you know when you're happy it's like they're gonna try to uh, bring you down in many many ways so be yourself and express your emotions in any way possible and if you're sad be sad and if you're happy but um i think the most complicated thing is about uh, our human relationships about trust and about being able to to really have that solidarity among us and i really appreciate that you have come here and express and uh, openly uh, giving us all this uh, tools to be able to understand ourselves, to be able to know that the best and the most important relationship is to love each other. Uh, you have to put the work. It might sound spirituality, meditation, but men is about, as Natalia is saying, constancy, discipline, doing it every day, and then you'll see the changes because otherwise you cannot believe you're going to drink a pill and then the world's going to be better we have challenges but we have each other and uh yeah. and if you want to be if you want to build a relationship with someone allow yourself to think in long term allow yourself to be in a space for other people not only to love them not only to take care of them just a space where they allow to be who they are a space where they're allowed to feel angry, a space where they're allowed to react. So that that, that means that you have to be very um, generous. Mm -hmm. So if you don't find a person to be generous with you, be generous with yourself. 
value yourself, know what your value is. If you like, you know, with all these books and all these tools that Natalia is giving us about the differences in women and the power of our feminine power, find another girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to try everything, Nati. You're in Miami, 305. <laughs> Call her. <laughs> Thank you for being here at the Zing. Before Gracias. leaving, I want to give you my book. <laughs> With all the love and all the caring, but also as a, a space where you can be yourself in the way that you decide. This is the best space, and uh, thank you for, for leading this path and showing us to follow you in this, uh, in this incredible journey. To Renacer Lunar, Natalia Suarez. <laughs> From Miami, with love <laughs> to the world. Check her out and people stay together. The Zing with Double G, much love. If you find value in this conversation, don't forget to share it. Put some hearts. Love it, love it, love it, love it.